time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back in to the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Good morning, Paul. How are you this morning? Very well, Trevor. How's things today? I'm great because we have completed two consecutive weeks, you and me both here on the morning briefing. It's a record. And and there's green on the precious metals prices this morning. And Whoa, base metals. Blown away. I about yeah. fell out of my chair. I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today is Thursday, August 18th. The gold price was given yet another push lower yesterday, falling from 1796 per ounce to as low as 1774. It settled at 1777. The Mining Stock Journal said that despite more than casual demand for gold in China Wednesday, the move higher in the dollar-triggered hedge fund or CTA algos to buy the dollar index and sell or short gold and silver futures. Silver similarly was hammered down once London opened and the physical metal buying markets were closing from $20.25 per ounce to $19.65 before settling at $19.74. Mining Stock Journal, while confident that gold won't remain below 1800 and silver won't hold below $20 for long, said that the low-volume period of mid to late August lends itself to a two-way volatility because of the nature of the paper derivative trading that controls short-term directional movements. The newsletter added that it is still confident that a big move higher is in store sometime in the next few months. The Mining Stocks Wednesday did not react well to the sell-off in gold and silver, paper gold and silver that is, with the GDX down over 3%. As the Mining Stock uh, Journal comments, mid-August is one of the lowest volume periods of the year for the markets, which makes it easy to push the precious sector around. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. The casino project consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website, www.westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Aldebaran Resources reported results from the much-anticipated hole 221 at its Alter copper project in San Juan, Argentina. Highlights included 1,059.5 meters grading 0.4% copper equivalent from 228 meters depth and included 50 meters of 0.72% copper equivalent in a hole which tested the northern edge of a very large 3D IPMT geophysical anomaly and which ended in mineralization. Hole 221 tested for mineralization between Alter Central and Alter East in an area previously undrilled and thought to be barren. Aldebaran Resources trades on the TSXV under ALDE and on the OTCQX under ADBRF. 
Strata Bound Minerals announced an updated resource estimate for its Fremont Gold Project in California's Motherlode Gold Belt. It said the indicated resource increased 121% to 1.2 million ounces grading 1.9 grams per ton gold and the inferred resource increased 348% to 2 million ounces grading 2.22 grams per ton. Of this, the pit constrained component consists of 2.5 million ounces across all categories. The updated resource now extends along 1.4 kilometers of combined strike length and up to 600 meters below surface and includes the satellite queen specimen open pit plus the pine tree Josephine underground components. Stradabound plans to advance to a preliminary economic assessment. Stradabound Minerals trades on the TSXV under SB and on the OTCQB under SBMIF. Mako Mining reported additional results from definition and expansion drilling at the Las Conchitas at St. Albino Mira property, which contains numerous mineralized structures over a 1,700 meter by 800 meter area. Highlights from recent drilling at Las Conchitas Central included 80 centimeters true width, grading 85.1 grams per ton gold, and 153 grams per ton silver in hole 813. The company said that while the Las Conchitas Central area has not received much drilling, it is showing similar high grade, shallow dipping, your eupherous veins as it was found throughout its land package. Importantly, the company said hole 1813 connected two zones previously inter- interpreted as separate. Mako Mining trades on the TSXV under MKO and on the OTCQX under MAKOF. In Brazil now, Cabral Gold provided new assay results from 21 reverse circulation holes drilled in the re- recently identified golden oxide blanket of the PDM target within its Kui gold district in the north of the country. A few selected highlights were 11 metres of 3.1 grams per tonne gold, which included 3 metres of 10.5 grams per tonne in hole 324. Results also included 15 metres grading 1.5 grams per tonne, which included a metre at 19.1 grams per tonne in hole 327. These drill results suggest that the blanket PDM remains open to the north. Furthermore, they lend further support to existing evidence that suggests there are at least two parallel zones of mineralisation in the underlying primary basement rocks, which remain open to the north and south. Capital Gold trades on the TSX under CBR and on the OTC under CBGZF. Uh, Paul, if I could, I'd like to, you know, just envision queuing up Eminem's "Guess Who's Back" song for this for this next one. Because <laughs> yeah. guess who's back? Frank Justra is back. His shell company DLV Resources is to acquire West Red Lake Gold Mines by issuing 0.1215 of a share for each West Red Lake share. Upon closing, DLV intends to list on Tier 2 of the TSX Venture Exchange and RLG will be delisted from the CSE. DLV has agreed to help RLG source purchasers for a flow-through financing at 4.7 cents for proceeds of up to $4.6 million Canadian. It is expected that upon completion of the transaction, DLV will have about 52 million shares outstanding, of which 45.5% will be held by West Red Lake shareholders, 31.87% by DLV shareholders, and 22.63% by subscribers to the financing. 
West Red Lake has gold exploration and development projects in the Red Lake Gold District of Ontario, Canada. Imagine that. DLV Resources trades on the TSX Venture under DLV. West Red Lake Gold Mines trades on the CSE with RLG. Uh, That's a wrap this week for the morning briefing, everybody. We have a lot queued up, obviously, for later today. And we will have our long form out tomorrow morning with... Actually, I'm thinking it's going to be a long form with three segments. So, lots happening in the next 48 hours. Paul, thanks so much for your time. You're more than welcome, Cheddar. A pleasure. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Have a great day, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.